0: Welcome back everyone to a new installment for 2022 Screenplay Rewind. I'm Jeff. I'm Ron, and this has been it's, for fucking ever. Yeah, it's about to say it's uh we we were just doing the quick maths, the 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 arithmetic chickens in the <laughs> in the green room. <laughs> I'm the distractor. And uh yeah, it's been almost a month. Do you still remember? I mean, not that we ever knew how to record in the first place,
1: but do you feel like you've lost a step? Uh it took me a while to get my shit set up on my computer. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, I imagine uh, this is gonna be rough. I don't
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we'll see how
1: many uh how many Audacity keyboard shortcuts I remember. <laughs> the podcast just dies.
0: <laughs> Let's see Alt F4, that's one of my that's one of my keybinds, right?
1: <laughs> so what are we opening up the year with, Ron? Because this was your selection. You goddamn right it was. I picked the Mitchells versus the Machines. Because fuck Damn yes right I you did. did. <laughs> Uh,
0: yeah. Also, we we again we pointed out how after we had done questions for like one or two episodes out of the five thousand episodes we've done that it was weird to open up the show without questions and uh, we don't have questions right now. So, yeah. Oh, I guess we're just here to like talk about movies and shit. Isn't that? That's been a weird? while.
1: That's been a while since we <laughs> just did that on the podcast. True. You well know, I think the, the, the Lord, podcast think the where we rings. sit and talk
0: about movies and shit. I think the Lord of the Rings episodes were just completely off the rails to the point I don't even remember recording them. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't remember a goddamn thing we said. I think we talked about some wizards and shit. Uh, there may be have thought? been a ring mentioned. Uh I think Gandalf belongs to the Canyon now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about God. Prancer? No, that's Prancer belongs just... to the
1: Canyon now. <laughs>
0: it's such a quick one-off joke in this movie that is forever in my repertoire dude it's so good
1: i think the first time you watched this was at my house and i want to say that was the joke you laughed the hardest at i, I, because I it comes it's just, out of
0: nowhere it's such an unexpected cutaway to that sequence <laughs> and then away from it with that and i think that's like the last thing you hear before they cut away this is so good yeah, they hard there's, cut a lo- it was- there's a lot of family guy energy to this movie there really is the, yeah the cutaways and stuff uh, a even, even a
1: little bit to some of the character designs as well yeah like rick mitchell looks like he would be right at home in family guy
0: well he to me scream i think we talked about it when we watched it at your place but he he his design screams john goodman from roseanne to me <laughs> so much i could see so, it i love it i absolutely love it i can see it so yeah what made you decide to select this other than it's a great fucking movie
1: uh, it's just a, uh, it's just a fun, fun movie. I felt like we needed to uh, talk about it, and I think it's been a little bit since I've picked something animated. I've actually my next, i actually got a few animated stuff in my, uh, in my list coming up that I want to cover. There you go. Um, not February <laughs> though. I know my February pick. It's not animated.
0: It's 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 just funny that like your go to. It's like. Here's a family adventure uh, animated movie. What is Jeff's selection? This is a really fucked up independent horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> or the Palette of Buster Scruggs. Oh, my I was God. Just, I was just uh, talking with you the other day about how I think it's funny how we've gotten to the point to where when I was thinking about what my next selection is going to be, I had to scroll back through the episodes to make sure we hadn't covered it because I have now lost all memory of what we've covered in this fucking podcast.
1: Especially after a month off. Yeah, especially, especially. Like yeah, I, I remember the earlier episodes we did, and then it's just like
0: a big blur. Yeah,
1: I remember a few legendary ones, like the Thing and Alien, were our first two, and probably two of my favorite episodes that we've done. Um, I, I remember, I remember I, watching Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> do you? I figured. I, I figured do. you had that scrubbed clean from your brain. Uh,
0: oh no! I when, when I watched that, I was basically uh being clockwork oranged into his fucking chair <laughs> so it's uh, never leaving
1: i am going to watch it again
0: <laughs> it's so good because it's so bad that is, that is something we need to record a commentary what was there something else you want to record a commentary i was like i don't uh, know i think oh, it was, it was the descent, rings. 2. descent Two. Oh, uh, descent to oh uh, yeah like a bullshit commentary and then the extended editions of lord of the rings in like a year we talked about yeah so if anyone wants to listen to us for 12 hours?
1: (laughs) I was going to say, no, those were more like 15,
0: probably. You want to spend an entire weekend listening to me and Ron
1: talking about (laughs) fucking nerd shit? Could you imagine if we did that and then dropped all three commentaries on the same day? Oh, my God. (laughs) Everyone would unsubscribe from this podcast. (laughs) And I wouldn't blame them. No. If I wanted people to leave, that's how I would do it. I would be more
0: suspicious to people who subscribe, not people who unsubscribe.
1: (laughs) These people are crazy. They're my favorite. (laughs) Subscribe.
0: It's like, don't you have, like, better shit you could be doing (laughs) with your time? (laughs) Oh, God. I'm glad to see our self-depreciating humor has not gone away in the new year. You want to talk about this movie? Yeah, let's talk about this movie, because this movie... yeah this movie's a a fucking trip dude also this is one of those movies we could spoil every single joke for you in the entire plot but i would still recommend you watch it immediately because it doesn't matter at all because you can't like properly convey just how fucking bonkers this movie is. i've been trying to figure out how to even describe this movie it's so specifically like
1: over the top it's weird yeah you just you just have to see it more or less and that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's really weird. It caught me off guard the first time I watched it because I had never seen, and I'll, I'll get in the rundown here in a second, but the uh, directors and writers from this are from Gravity Falls, and it apparently has a lot of that same type of DNA to it, but I haven't seen Gravity Falls. I don't think you have either. I haven't either, no. I was just looking into it because I after watching this movie, like I'm... I'm all about checking it out. And I was assuming it was going to be one of those like Adventure Time type shows, you know, where there's 300 episodes and shit. Yeah. There's actually only two seasons of Gravity Falls and there's only like 40 episodes in total. So that makes it a little bit more digestible, I think. It was uh, like two seasons, 20 ish episodes each. And it's available in its entirety on Disney Plus or Hulu. So I'll be watching it on like Disney Plus at some point just to check it out. Cause I really like these guys. I think they have a lot of talent, especially mm. when it comes to just how out there the animation is. It's yeah. just interesting visually at the very least. Uh,
1: but yeah. Even, uh, even the main, even the main characters and everything it's got, it, it's, it's a 3d, um, like CG animation style, but even it is still a really interesting, uh, and kind of weird animation style to it. And it's got a, the way the the use of color in this movie is incredible. Like, whoever decides what color to use, when, and where is really fucking good at their job. It even, almost, to me, has, like, a
0: bit of, like, a claymation-type feel. Yeah, it really, it. really does. weird what But it re- it's not stilted at all. Yeah. What it, are, it's, it's really weird.
1: What it reminds me of is, uh, in the early days of, like, 3D CG animation, when, like, every kid's cartoon and every kid's movie was coming out like this, everything kind of looked like... um. Is uh, what's the Eric Bana Hulk, the Incredible Hulk? I think that one is just Hulk. It's just Hulk. Okay. Yeah. You you know how he always looked like he was like m- liquid, and like when things yeah. hit him, it rippled and everything. God, that movie fucking sucks. <laughs> um, that's the way this type of animation used to look all the time. Everything looked like it had like had a real shiny sheen to it, and everything really looked just kind of kind of wet and like bubbly and. This is the first time I've seen this style of animation used this well and this effectively.
0: yeah, I, I love it. it. It caught me off guard at the first time I was watching it because of how and they don't they don't even like ease you into it. It's just instantly weird with the way that the animation is with how they are almost like meta with the fact that it's a movie along with the animation. It's it's, it's
1: it's it's so specific you can't even like explain. Yeah, it's almost distracting the first time you watch it because yeah. you do, you don't know what to expect. But yeah, it's um, the other thing too. I wanted to say uh, before we we really go in here about the animation style is the other thing that's weird is this type of animation style usually does not have this much detail to it. These characters oh, yeah. are incredibly detailed. Their hair, yeah, their clothes, really facial expressions. And usually, this type of animation style is just usually kind of bland. Like I never really cared for this. You saw this a lot, like I feel like in the aughts, right, like the early two thousands. Um, but the animation in this is absolutely gorgeous.
0: Yeah, and it it was it's kind of like I appreciate that they don't ease the viewer into it and they just kind of go for it. You know, yeah. But the first time I watched it, it did take me back, and I, for like the first like ten to fifteen minutes, you know, you eventually get kind of acclimated to it, and you, you know, you're just along for the ride. But at first, I was like. Because I I'd never watched any of the trailers, I barely even knew what the movie was about um, until you recommended, you
1: know. I knew about it together. from hearsay on different podcasts I listened to. Everyone was talking about it. That's the only experience I had with this movie. First time I watched it. Um, yeah, it's yeah. almost
0: better that way. Go, you just kind of go in cold as as much as you
1: can. Yeah, it, it dawns on me though now as I'm looking at this still on IMDb. It's almost like a hybrid between that style of animation I was talking about from like the early 2000s and like like a Pixar style. It, it's like a hybrid of the two almost. It's like a grittier Pixar. Yeah. It's weird, but it, it, it works. totally works
0: for the movie and it totally works for the tone they're going for. So let's get the rundown out of the way. Uh, just uh, real quickly, we, we will be going to full spoilers here shortly. Uh, I do think you should uh, try to watch the movie, you know. With as few jokes unspoiled as possible for you, but even if you knew everything that was going to happen, because of the animation and because of, I think how good you know most of the characters are. I think it's still a great movie to check out regardless. Uh, so are the co-directors are Michael Ryanda and Jeff Rowe, who also co-write the film. Uh, they are not the creators of Gravity Falls, but they were from like the kind of story consulting and directing team from Gravity Falls. So a lot of that same DNA is here. Uh, they even have uh as a little guest appearance voice they actually have their i'm assuming they're you know their buddies with since he was a creator of gravity falls but he actually voices one of the roommates of the of the main girl at college at the end of the movie kind of okay. cool, little little nod to him but yeah uh let's uh, talk about the, the cast real quick who i think just about everyone is just fucking perfectly cast but the 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 voicing is so good oh i couldn't agree more
1: especially uh- pal
0: yes so you have abby jacobson as katie and dog cop <laughs> i love that she's i love that she's officially credited as both and IMD, on imdb and is I'm she the really too. i didn't see that yeah it's really it's really great uh danny mcbride as rick my rudolph as linda uh, michael rianda actually one of the code writers slash directors is aaron He's the furbies yeah he's the furbies oh apparently. my god
1: <laughs> oh and the talking so, yeah. dog. hello i am dog <laughs> 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 love
0: it. Derek is
1: enthusiast. Hold on. <laughs> is Wi Fi enthusiast the watch what happens when I cut the Wi Fi and it just runs the. Ah! <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love that scene so much. Why, I want to be credited as Wi Fi enthusiast in something.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I want to be credited as Furbies in something. <laughs> <laughs> then you know you've arrived.
1: Derek begin
0: God, we'll talk about the fucking Furby Cthulhu cult that I love so much. The
1: pain only makes me stronger.
0: (laughs) It's so good. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Eric Eric Andre voices Mark. Uh, Olivia Colman is pal. Fred Armisen is Debrabot
1: 5000 Another name you would like to get credited as. I didn't even know Fred Armisen was in this movie, and I've seen this movie like (laughs) five times. Me neither. (laughs) Me neither. Uh, Beck
0: Bennett voices Eric and Pal. Uh, let's see, Chrissy Teigen voices Haley Posey. John Legend voices Jim Posey. Uh, Conan O'Brien is Glaxon Five Thousand. Did you know Conan was in this movie?
1: I knew. I, until... I knew Conan was in it, and I thought I may be thinking of something else. There's another movie where him and Jimmy Kimmel both have a. A cameo. I guess this is not the one. I expected Jimmy Kimmel to be in this list. Gotcha.
0: And then, of course, the star of the show is Doug the Pug as Monchi.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, Monchi. The fly when he's his head out the window. He doesn't even blink (laughs) and it goes down his throat. If you just... You can tell how good the movie is if you just
0: look up on, like, tenor all the gifts for this movie. Oh, my God. if even like the gifts can make you laugh. The dream team solemn. is my favorite one. It's pretty great. I think all the momji stuff is still. Uh, oh, <laughs> stuff dog, is pig, dog, pig, loaf, loaf of, of bread. bread. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we can tell the difference between dog, uh, pig, and loaf of bread. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! Oh. And all, of course, all of the all of the fucking Furby gifts are just oh, chef's kiss dude. all around. Name a better concept than Furb Thulu. I'll wait. Uh, does,
1: do kids these days remember Furby? That was a 90s toy, right? Oh, no. That, that was purely a boomer joke right there. That was purely for think, the adults in the
0: room, right? I don't think Furbies even exist anymore. Either. I don't
1: think they do either. Well, they do in this world. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Let the dork harvest be good.
1: <laughs> I will avenge my fallen children. <laughs>
0: Behold the twilight of man.
1: All <laughs> oh, the Furby quotes, and it's not even English. It's like some Cthulhu language, and it's all subtitled. Yeah, the, I think I I think
0: my I think my favorite joke in the movie was the printer belongs to the canyon now. But my favorite scene is the fucking Furby Cthulhu cult. Like when you have Lovecrafty and Furbies in your movie, I'm gonna love you. I'm sorry. Uh, it's so good. It's the best.
1: It's the best. You people listening may not know the bullshit that was the Furby. And then, do you remember people were like tasing each other in toy stores trying to get goddamn Furby? And then they did the same thing with Tickle Me Elmo. Remember that? I was about to say
0: like the yeah the two I remember most is you know people actually getting stabbed over Tickle Me Elmos.
1: (laughs) Was Furby like the first like smart toy? Because like you could put them next to each other and they interact with each other and and everything else. I think so. But yeah, it was Maybe at least one of them. It was everywhere, and people were literally like stabbing each other and tasing each other and pepper spraying each other. And I mean, Black Friday, sure, but even just you would hear about like a random mall shooting where one guy got to a Furby before another one, so he shot the dude. You know, like <laughs> it was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So now your I mean, now kid they're gets they're a Furby all... and that kid lost their dad. Good job. And, now,
0: and now all <laughs> like, the Furbies are in a fucking landfill like the E.T. Atari cartridges or whatever.
1: <laughs> they use them to bury the E.T. cartridges. <laughs> the cult will protect the E.T. cartridges. That's the movie. We need to make
0: the post-apocalyptic movie where currency is just like... E.T. and Furby? E.T. cartridges, Furbies. What's the <laughs> other little like... Plushy pet collectible thing. You remember what I'm talking about? Uh, Beanie, Beanie Babies? Babies. Beanie Babies. That's a that's a collectible. Pound like puppies. Currency. Pound puppies was before Beanie Babies. Yeah, yeah. We need to yeah, make that happen.
1: Make it happen. Remember they tried to make that into a cartoon and it was awful. Of, of course they did. Fucking dude. Rambo
0: was a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Every fucking
1: thing is. Well, like- I was gonna say Care Bears, but Rambo. Yes, Rambo was definitely <laughs> a cartoon for some. Because when I think <laughs> children, Jeff, I think of. A PTSD soldier song people in <laughs> half with a Gatling gun on the back of a Jeep. Hey,
0: you know, if I'm like, you know, waking up on a Saturday morning with my fruit lips, PTSD soldier just sounds pretty fucking badass to me.
1: We need to come up with a cartoon concept and try to sell it and see if, you know, just to see if someone will buy it. That's just called PTSD soldier. And it's a Saturday morning cartoon. PTSD. PTSD Figure out something else to make the PTSD stand for something else. But just see if anyone oh, will man. buy it.
0: I'd buy it. This is, this is, this is uh, yeah, yeah, me too. This has <laughs> got to happen now. Uh, uh, do you, do you want to quickly run down, uh, since we've done the the cast and crew and everything, you want to quickly run down just like a brief plot synopsis of what the movie is actually about?
1: So the movie starts out innocent enough with Katie Mitchell being excited to go to California to go to film school. And uh, it's her last day at home. And her dad. She's got some uh she's got some family issues with her dad. Her and her dad don't really connect. So her dad canceled her plane tickets and they have decided to go on a road trip to take her to school, which basically ends her life. Uh, <laughs> I, dude, that, I I that,
0: would also to be fair be very pissed off if my plane ticket like that was canceled
1: for a fucking the school. Week. They said you can miss orientation, no problem. Yeah. Um, it's pretty fucked up. I mean pretty, I love the dad. I love the dad, but it's pretty fucked up. I just love when she's like, "Mom," and she's like, ah, "Your dad kind of went rogue on this one." <laughs> um, but I, like I their like,
0: car is like falling apart too.
1: And some strange orange, uh, strange green goo we can learn about together. Dude, uh, when the camera zooms out and you just see the the weird like hand drawn like notebook drawing of Katie, just ah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways. While on this road trip the robot apocalypse happens and this dysfunctional family ends up being the last humans on earth uh trying to defeat our new robot overlord a cell phone voiced by Olivia Coleman.
0: Yeah, I didn't know when I first watched it that it was Olivia Coleman and then when I found out it was Olivia Coleman I was like of course it was Olivia Coleman. The first Voicing time I ever watched
1: this um I was like, sort of, God, I know that voice the entire time I was watching it. You and She's I, like if you recall, augmented. if you recall, on our old podcast, you and I, she was our pick for Doctor Who.
0: Yep. And we, like the logic was all right. We just picked the wrong uh She was Broad even Church in the same character. show. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole thinking <laughs> was he was going to pick her because he worked with her in Broadchurch that also had David Tennant in it. And the logic was sound. We just
1: picked the wrong person. We just picked the wrong woman. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, uh, she is the Siri-like, like um, like AI in the Apple analogs uh, cell phone. And I actually, the one issue that I do have with this movie is I think it's real heavy-handed with its messaging about, like, how technology is causing the downfall of human society. They're not wrong, but... Like Wally, which I fucking hate. Wally, by the way, um, you hate most animated movies. You you hate
0: like ninety percent of the animated movies that everyone loves.
1: <laughs> I uh, yeah. Well, okay. So I start out like with Wally specifically, but a lot of movies, like, eh, didn't really care for it. But then over time, all I hear about is Wally's the best movie ever. Wally is the greatest. <laughs> like no movie is ever gonna be better than Wally. And it's just like, after a while, I'm just like, fuck you, Andrew Wally. <laughs> I like, just
0: get the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, I could see that. And that was me with Inside Out. I did not care for Inside Out. And then it was like everyone's like literally like number one movie of the year. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't
1: really like that movie. I was, I was ready to uh, watch it with uh, Christina, and then she watched it on her own. And she's like, it's bad. And I was like, okay, well, if, here's the thing. Nothing is ever good, and nothing is ever bad. Everything is just okay. You ask her what she thought of any movie, and it's always is okay and what i got from her was it's bad and i was like ah, i'm good then <laughs> i don't yeah, need to it. See it. Man, so so
0: i i wasn't affected by i wasn't affected by the messaging in this movie at all or really in wally i was personally insulted by how much inside out beats you over the head with this message so you okay. would fucking loathe it you would absolutely hate that
1: movie <laughs> Yeah, it. Uh, I think this movie, just like Wally, or my original point was, going to start, I, I, I completely forgot I had even started down this track until you brought me back in. Um, while I agree with the message of like people spend too much time plugged in, um, I think it takes it to the point where the messaging is almost technology is bad, and I couldn't disagree more with that so i personally don't think they go that far
0: with it but i could kind of i can kind of see it uh to Uh, me they're they're so they're so flippant with the theme that it never crosses the line of becoming like preachy to me in this in this movie
1: it's definitely like they even have one line that is completely like uh anti-apple anti-google anti-facebook Anti Twitter, anti everything, all in one line <laughs> near the end of the movie, and I was just like, "Bravo! You just said fuck all of these people in one line." <laughs> but yeah, you know, it. Um, I don't know. I I I feel like it. It does push that message a little far with some of the jokes and some of the punchlines, some of the plot points. Like they're just, I feel like they just keep beating that nail a little deeper, but. Otherwise, yeah, I don't really have an I don't have an issue with this movie other than that. That's really my only my only drawback, but um because I said I also the, the core message agree- I do agree that we are all way too plugged in. Well, the, the the thing that I that makes
0: me not think they're going too far with it is the angle they're taking as far as not that technology is bad, but the way these corporations are exploiting that aspect of humanity. I totally agree with, and it's I think that's like that was a bad idea.
1: That, yeah, not. I, I think call.
0: I think that's the part that they're really driving home is not the technology is bad; it's the way that these corporations are exploiting people, and mm-hmm. and they totally are. You know, yeah. like they they you just they look at look at the fucking uh advertising al- algorithms. Like you fucking say a thing out loud in your apartment, and within a day you're getting you know you <laughs>
1: advertisements. Yeah, you, but. Bought- was it one of the Titan chairs or something to try out, and then sent it back? What what was what was the the computer chair oh, that you bought? Secret Lab, Secret I think it's the company. Yeah, you bought a Secret Lab chair, didn't like it, send it back. I told my wife about that, just casual conversation because I was remember I was looking for a new chair around the same time too, mm-hmm. and I told my wife about that, and the next time that she opened the Facebook app. And the Amazon app, it was trying to sell her secret lab chairs. Yeah. She's never searched for them. She's never typed that in. Never done any of that. i like, this is why people tell you to delete the apps and use the website if you're going to. Yeah, it's scary. You know, like there's I, no joke. Up. If you look up any tip on how to improve battery life on a phone, they tell you to delete the Facebook app because it's doing so much in the background with your microphone and everything.
0: Oh yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, like where at Skynet at any point is this one day away? I for one look forward to a Robo Overlord. <laughs> because we unless shown... they're trying to shoot me into space. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Okay,
1: speaking of evil corporations and their marketing, let's talk about Sony.
0: Okay. Because
1: this movie is uh Columbia Pictures, which is owned by Sony. And I want to say Katie's phone is that Sony Android phone. She has Sony headphones on at one point. The laptop that gets broken is a Sony VAIO. And all the spaceships look like PS5s to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know I think, if that think, one's uh, intentional, but it will look like PS5s to me.
0: I think they, they do that in basically all the Sony animated shit. It's just like, this is the most product. I've ever
1: seen it. Like I've seen I think it, they had a lot of it at Spider Verse as well. They did. They had the yeah. uh, the Sony headphones and I think a Sony Vio and all that. They had they had a lot of that. But this movie, it's just like every single except. It's like, you know how in the real world everything is Apple devices for the most part, but in this mm. world it's Sony. Sony is the Apple of this world. <laughs> That's the most unrealistic thing about the movie, not the Robo Apocalypse. It's that Sony, like,
0: Who? Who? The, do you know anyone that owns a Sony Vaio laptop? I don't. <laughs> and that's why I give this uh,
1: movie four out of five stars. <laughs> you get knocked because of Sony. I just. I was only so far I can suspend my disbelief. Yeah. Anyways, movie, <laughs> <laughs> movie, movie. Uh, so clearly the
0: Ron and Jeff of the movie, I think, are the Robo pals. I was gonna get. say the same thing. <laughs> They're so fucking dipshit. Yum, yum, and good. Wa- yum, yum,
1: good. <laughs> they're so funny. I love when they're... Uh, I feel emotion. <laughs> Mother, what's death? <laughs> 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 and then that slow zoom and everything goes dark behind them. Yeah. Uh, let's put a pin in that one.
0: Also, uh, I really appreciate this movie's complete dedication to how fast and quick like the jokes come like they don't give you a second to like you can miss a whole bunch of shit they don't give you a second to even like be finished laughing at the previous joke before they rolled out something new or have something shown as far as the joke you know with the animation it's just fucking fast yeah they don't fuck around
1: there's an art style all to its own to the jokes in this movie because what you just said is accurate but I have seen movies that try to do that, that the jokes just trip over themselves and it's just too much, too quick. Or like the referencing something I forgot because there was a million jokes between that one and this one. And I don't pick it yeah. up until later viewings or whatever. It couldn't be written more perfect with the timing on the jokes or the self-referential stuff it does or calling back to earlier jokes. Like, it could not be more perfect with the timing. That is probably the most impressive thing with this movie, in my opinion, because while it's easy to overlook that, that is not easy to do. I don't even want to know how many rewrites of the script there had to be to get that that tight like that. It is airtight with the joke telling.
0: Or even, you know, just the amount of time they probably had to put in with the editing, even after oh it was already like, all animated. You know, just I can just see them because you can tell by the way the jokes work the types of jokes they write for it they're perfectionists with the timing so it must have been agonizing to do the comedic timing with some of these scenes like they they probably like the animators probably wanted to fucking die <laughs> with with cuz i could see them just being you know no the timing's not quite right you know even even by like milliseconds i could see them being that much of a per, perfectionist because it's, it is so specific in their comedic timing and i think it all
1: works i think it's great i feel like it's either They wanted to die because they're perfectionists and there's so much going on and trying to get the timing right. Or this is the type of movie that I could see like animators are crazy people like they love what they do. That's why they do it. But most of the time, like when Frozen 2 was getting ready to come out, ABC Podcasts, owned by Disney put out a making of Frozen 2 podcast. It was at the time an eight part series. Now it's a nine part. Because they had the post COVID one. Because it turns out that the Lopez's that wrote all the music kind of predicted COVID and all the music they've been writing by accident. Um, Yikes. And some of their music kind of became the unofficial themes of like what was going on in everybody's lives during COVID. So they put out another episode like a year or so later, um, going back and talking about what's going on in the world and how they, how did they predict everything? (laughs) But they put out this thing talking about like how, when they're talking to like the animation directors in one of the episodes about how you get into animation to have fun with it. But most of the time you're animating people doing people things, right? It's, it's kind of boring, but then there's Olaf who can rearrange his body and you can do all these crazy things with Olaf. And they love working with Olaf because they can, they have Liberty to do whatever they want with that character And that Mm -hmm. is the way I can see this whole movie beginning to end, because of the way they punctuate everything with the the crazy like hand drawn sketchbook animation and and all that. I can just see artistic liberty all over the place for the animators here.
0: Yeah, you know, and they even have a lot of uh, meme influence. You know, like I was just going back. Oh my god! This
1: movie could not be more YouTube from the late aughts, early tens. Yeah, like to the point of like you know the dad. Like My nyan him. cat. This
0: whole movie is nyan cat. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and then like the uh, I think back at the scene, you know, like uh, of the 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 monkey screaming, and they have like yeah, the, the cuts yes. back and forth with the dad, and it's just like stuff like that's constant. Like, I think it. I think this movie would like uh, to your point earlier. I think this movie would work for kids just because of how over the top it is, and you know kids like flashy, you know, interesting animation, but like the. I think the humor the is purely for adults, smart. and it's and it's for adults from like a certain time. It's like you know, like people from our generation that would be able to recognize, you know, and, and like understand the references to be yeah, like with It's, the like, memes when, it's like when you
1: used to go watch a movie with your parents, and the jokes you didn't get were aimed at your parents because it's like a joke from the '60s. Like yeah. that is where we are now in our lives. Exactly, these jokes were totally aimed at those of us that grew up in the '90s, and. Like I remember YouTube coming online for the first time. Like I remember like now, who was it? XQC or whatever that had that YouTube video that had like a million dollar budget or something. But back in the day, this movie is what YouTube was. Those movies that Katie makes, that was YouTube. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, they, it, all the crazy stuff, all the memes, the the monkey screaming, that's all YouTube was. Mm-hmm. Um, and they nailed that perfectly, but the, uh, the, the comedy, the writing on the comedy is interesting because like you said, a lot of the straight up jokes are aimed at the adults in the room. They're going to go over the kids' heads, but what I learned watching this, because I've watched this movie so many times, because for those that don't know, I have uh five-year-old twins and. I want that means I watch a lot the same movie. I was gonna say I watch a lot of movies. No, I watch a few movies over and over and over again a lot of times, and this is one of them because the physical comedy in this—that's not fair. I was gonna say the physical comedy in this is, is str- like straight up Looney Tunes, but that's not true. But the physical comedy in this is aimed at the children. The deep cut dialogue jokes are aimed at the adults in the room, and it's a really good mixed because my kids laugh just as hard as I do watching this movie and they don't understand anything these characters are saying about anything
0: yeah A- and to their credit too and they asked to of watch physical... this movie by the way like nice yeah, that makes me happy yeah. uh because uh what, one thing I like about this is what I was going to say is with like the physical comedy that part of it often especially with Manchi makes me laugh too because they're not like talking down to kids with their kind of physical comedy you know it's not fart jokes it's just clever looney tunes tom and jerry-esque physical physical comedy you know that isn't you know gross out toilet humor it's just good physical comedy yeah you know there there's like a classic Hanna Barbera esque type you know flair to it that totally works for adults and you know it's one of those things that's kind of timeless you know works for five-year-olds it works for 50 year olds because it's just you know well-written characters and another thing too one of my biggest problems with Inside Out that we talked about earlier is how, and, and you, know, you, you know, you were talking about how like this movie's theme, you, you, it can you know, kind of comes to the point where it's kind of becoming kind of preachy almost. Yeah. Well, one thing that keeps me from being too deterred by the theme is this movie uses its characters to convey its theme instead of using its theme to convey its characters like Inside Out does. Mm-hmm. And it's so like Inside Out is just purely with very very lazily written characters trying to sell you on them via their theme instead of, you know, letting the characters kind of drive the story. And this movie totally like the, the characters really drive the story because this family. And I don't usually get too invested in kind of coming of age type
1: stories like this, but this totally works because you just love all the characters in the family so much. So one of the questions I had for you coming into this podcast. I'm glad you said what you just said. What is this movie? Is it a road trip movie? Is it a coming of age movie? Is it? It's all the like, things. Family comedy? Is it end of the world? Is it?
0: Is it sci-fi? It's <laughs> it's like simultaneously everything and nothing at the same time. It's really weird.
1: <laughs> it's like trying to nail down Independence Day, dude. Like, what movie yeah. is this?
0: Yeah, it's it's fucking out there, but it it never feels like out of place, you know. And you ever feel like lost watching it, you know? It, it feels all over the place but it's intentional it's not you know like the movie has no identity it totally does it's just it's just kind of ballsy enough to be what it is and i, I really appreciate that because I, I could kind of see why they were having because uh this movie was actually originally called connected uh when sony owned it before they sold it to netflix uh-huh it was called connected that's a terrible name and- it, it really is. And when they actually were... When they sold this to Netflix, Netflix let them use Mitchell's Versus Machines, which was their original preferred name. Uh-huh. And you can kind of see, like, right there, how, as far as putting this out there on a wide theatrical release, it'd be kind of a hard sell because, you know, it has physical comedy that works for kids. All the humor is going to be for a very specific kind of... What would you say? Like, millennial age group, pretty much? Sadly.
1: Yeah, a- and excuse me while i go see get some avocado toast <laughs> I'll, I'll eat it on top of my marketing degree <laughs> you can see just in how bad their naming convention
0: was for it they didn't really know how to sell it and it, it, i think it's uh it's perfect that this movie exists in a time where stuff can just come out on hulu Or Amazon Prime or Netflix and be okay and not be you know
1: considered a complete flop just because it was a streaming service release. That fact is what saved this movie. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because if this had come out in a different time, you know, in a time before streaming or, you know, streaming was around for a long time before it even became big enough to do anything like that as well. uh, Mm -hmm. This movie could easily just disappeared and you never would have heard of it. Never would have seen it. Never would have known it existed. Um, it would have had like a very, very
0: small cult following. Yeah, of Furby Cthulhus <laughs> and the Furby cult. Yeah, oh the Lovecraftian Furpies.
1: <laughs> and yeah. Uh, what does what does it say when it dies again? Like back to the eternal darkness or something? Like, what is it? D- literally every fucking.
0: Every Furby quote in this movie could be an elder god.
1: (laughs) It's Dagon. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. So good. So good. The other thing that um, I wanted to say also about this movie is, and this can be like, I didn't even think about this aspect of the movie until like second or third viewing because it just kind of feels right. It just kind of feels natural and it shouldn't be. And that fact is everything that this movie is trying to deal with is super dark and or heavy. All the family drama stuff, all the end of the world stuff and everything going on. But the movie never feels like a drag. Like it never brings you down, but it never lets you forget how heavy the stuff is. It's dealing with like, they do it through like musical cues. Like anytime we're talking about the robot apocalypse and something bad is happening or whatever, the music dramatically changes. The use of color dramatically changes and Mm -hmm. everything gets heavier in tone, but it's still lighthearted at heart when it does it. Mm -hmm. And just like we were talking about was balancing the jokes and the, the speed that the jokes are coming at you and everything like the way that that is handled in this movie and it accomplishes its goals, um, you know, dealing with family drama and, you know, talking about the end of the world and saving humanity and, and all that, like the way just, it handles it in such a lighthearted way when nothing about those concepts is lighthearted is crazy to me.
0: Yeah. It's a fucking lean movie. The more you know, the we right. talk
1: about this movie, the more I'm thinking this movie should never have worked. <laughs>
0: It really like yeah there's there's so many moving pieces to it that it's kind of a miracle that it it worked and is you know to me one of the better animated movies of the last several years. I agree. Uh, uh so the movie not counting the credits is about an hour and 45 minutes long. It feels more like an 80 minute movie to me because it's how fast it moves and how fast
1: and loose the jokes are. Well, you're having so much fun, time just flies by. Yeah. The I, are, I just uh, Are you my mother now? <laughs> I
0: love their drawn on faces that are there
1: the whole time, too. I love it. He puts the teardrop. I feel emotion. <laughs> when he tells they're really them- good,
0: too. They're, they're to be like one of like the best parts of the movie is their performance of those two fucking robots <laughs> is so fucking spot on. When he I love when them. he
1: tells them to knock it off, and Katie's like, no, 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 I want to see where this is going. And then they pretend to walk downstairs. <laughs> <Like Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> smashes the orange into his face. Yum, yum, good. Yum, yum, good. <laughs> <laughs> I was just
0: scrolling back through some of the GIFs on, on Google Images, too, and saw the Furby one, the pain only makes me stronger. <laughs>
1: Remember when they first introduced the Terminator ones, the the black ones with the red? And the, yeah, they look
0: like, they're like fucking Samurai Jack villains, dude. Like, yeah. what the fuck is that?
1: And the the ones in the background like, Oh, what a suck up Oh, my queen! And it just goes over and hacks them to bits and comes back, and they're still talking when they fall apart. It, yeah, it, <laughs> he does like the he does like
0: the Dragon Ball like anime kill where he yeah. like comes over, slashes it in the blink of an eye, and is back before the body slides apart. You know, like that that trope. <laughs> Do you
1: know what they remind me of? Their design. What's that Have you ever played Super Smash Brothers on the Nintendo sixty four? Yes, in the um. Uh... I forget what mode they call it now, but it's like the, the quote unquote campaign in that game near the end, you should look up uh do a Google image search of the, I think they're just called polygons. Let me see, but it's all of the characters from the game, but just as purple polygon characters. And that is exactly mm. what these things look. Oh, like. Oh yeah, yeah. The, uh, the
0: called the Polygon team. The Polygon yeah, the, team, yes. Yeah, totally what they look like. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's exactly what they remind me of. Oh, sorry. And the way that they just mind. kind of like they they kind of
0: are fluid in the way they can morph yeah. around and stuff, and like they either can change directions instantly by just like kind of putting themselves back together. It's Run, cool.
1: brothers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Their voice. Oh, also. The, when the mom, right, right, right before she goes berserk, they have the kill the bill. Kill. Oh. oh man.
1: When she pulls out his heart and then sticks it in her purse and proceeds to use that purse to beat another one to death. Like, pretty fucking metal, dude. Like, mom, this is scary, what I'm talking about. How dark is that? She does that. and Then there's the one that she kills him with his own like weapon. And when she twists it, the oil splatters across her face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! It's okay. Hold on tight, honey. Mommy's got you. <laughs> Mom's scary though. Mom's scary now. Linda, hey, well, all right, I can get into this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, the mom became my favorite character at the end of the movie, just because of everything they do with her, with her, with her baby being in danger. Yeah, <laughs> my- Maya Rudolph is a goddamn national treasure, and she's the voice totally. of the mom in this. And I just... Totally. Oh, my God. When I found that out, by the way, I was like, not only do I hear it, I totally see it now. It looks like Maya Rudolph. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't realize it, like, immediately that it was her. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay, honey. Mommy's got you. I can never get over that. There's a
0: lot of clever little bits of connective scenes with the, uh, just little bitty, you know, like the the dog pig dog pig being weaponized Whoa, against Brad. the robots <laughs> that's that's genius uh the bit with the screwdrivers it actually ends up being like a relevant plot point it was kind of funny yeah at first it's like
1: what is happening and then at the end of the movie <gasps> and he slowly pulls it out of his jacket like, <laughs> yeah. like i was born for this moment
0: <laughs> yeah the 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 stuff with the the dad and the the daughter ends up working uh, with me. Like by the end of it, you know, I'm actually kind of like invested <laughs> at the end of it.
1: That could have easily been like annoying, you know, if it wasn't mm-hmm. handled correctly. That could easily have been like the worst part of the movie. But it's actually one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, because uh, the, with- the movie's
0: very comedically focused,
1: but it has a heart to it. You
0: know, like they're legitimate characters by the end of it.
1: And the way that you know they they exp- so. They have this dysfunctional relationship. They argue all the time and, and everything, but the true emotion comes out like through Katie's art when you're seeing one of the dog cop movies when their, uh, their Tim Apple stand-in is watching it in his pod. And it's just like, what a clever way to convey the emotion because she's a creative person. What's she going to do? All artists convey... Their feelings through their art, you know, and like mm-hmm. she is saying through Dog Cop to the Sarge character what she has just never been able to say directly to her dad. Mm-hmm. And he does the same thing back, um, near the end of the movie in the final, like, climactic. Scene, he's like you know maybe in the next movies Sarge could tell Dog Cop da 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 because he's finally found a way to connect with her through her art. He uses it to speak back to her, and for the first time, they they have some sort of connection.
0: The the stuff with the where the little moose statue. Comes oh, dude, from the moose very, statue is, thing brings tears to my eyes It's very, it's very good. Uh, and then, yeah, and then by the time when uh, at you the know end, at the how the movie know- I love you,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing <laughs> it. But I love it at the end of the movie, and everyone's staring at them like, The fuck, yeah, yeah, it's just, this is this movie, and you can't do it justice, you just have
0: to fucking watch it. I, I like. It. I was also just scrolling around the images, the the pic of the fucking like super weird dinosaur face by itself. (laughs) just makes me bust out laughing. And if you've watched the movie, you know exactly which one I'm talking uh, about. It's
1: so weird. The young Matt Frank. Oh, man. It's so weird. (laughs) I love love the Jeff on tenor of them. uh, It's like the dinosaur's weird face. And then it cuts to him with the exact same face staring at it. And it's just cutting back and forth. <laughs> oh, God. Everything about this movie. I, I lo- dude, the brother is me when I tried to talk to girls when I was a kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Just uh, kidding. We're going to click to you again. Bye. I hate you. <laughs> at the end of the movie, and he jumps out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. And jumps out the window.
0: <laughs> Immediately giving me uh, Scott Pilgrim flashbacks. Oh,
1: dude. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care how drunk I was. I still vividly remember that part of that night. Oh, I
0: I do too. You you about fucking broke yourself laughing. So oh I think God. we had to we had to momentarily stop the movie.
1: I, well, we had to stop and rewind it like eighteen times because yeah. I still occasionally watch that moment on YouTube. That that's actually uh like an interesting
0: point of comparison. It's Is this movie's Edgar, very Scott Pilgrim esque. It's it's very Edgar Wright too. Yeah. When you think about the way his movies are just so lean and how how quickly uh, delivered scons. the jokes are about how there's you know there's never really like a wasted moment. Yeah. Uh, that that's very
1: very. Yeah, that's the other thing too. This movie never thing. wastes your time. Everything no. that happened in this movie is important in some way, even if it's just a little. Everything that is on the screen is important. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's just for comedy, it was it was important, mm-hmm. dude. That no, heartbreaking no, like moment when the dad sees the clip of her saying she didn't mean any of it; she was just oh, saying, dude, what it was that, saying. Oh, dude, that. Oh my god, devastating, dude. And that the movie just takes a dark turn at that moment. If I know humans, yeah. they'll be dressed as one of you. <laughs> uh, where they have uh
0: with the the sun and he has Monchi on his head,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's in, in the, the robot suit. there's a little slot yeah. cut
0: out for him I love it Do I look stupid, I look stupid don't I <laughs> I love to scrolling through the the i m d b images for the movie they have the 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 dad doing the monkey face and the monkey face right next to each other in like the the feed <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice <laughs> it's, it's i love the um uh... Do they have uh, the Rick Mitchell special? Because that's one of my favorite animated things that they do. When that, oh yeah, it stops and pops up. That's up there with uh, the Dream Team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the deer <laughs> <laughs> like dancing back and forth. Oh, it's so good. I love
0: the part at the end where the dad is just trying to search through a YouTube video, and they have it cut like it's this like you know like super dramatic thing. It's just like, it's so fucking accurate, dude.
1: When he accidentally turns it to Spanish.
0: (laughs) What have I done? What have
1: I done? (laughs) Has the world gone mad?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking good. It's so well observed. Yeah. Like, it really is. Oh, wait, we need to talk about, too, the the scene when they have, like, the slow mo walk away from the the ball being on fire.
1: That would be a complete waste of time. And then it cuts to it. (laughs) Fucking genius. Oh, it's so good. Dude, uh, I just got to, uh, I'm scrolling through the IMDb stuff. Um, I just got to the one, the thing that really makes me want to cry every single time, I'm pretty sure I did the first time I watched it, is right after the parents get taken and she gets the uh, her brother out of the city, basically, and they're back and they're doing the Lord of the Rings, they're hiding as the robots are like in the background right next to them. Uh-huh. And she finds out she's been recording over the home video the dad watched at the beginning of the movie. And remember they talked about the cabin? um, uh, Earlier in the movie, the mom was telling her about the cabin. And the part that she sees is him giving up the cabin for her after she's born, so moved to the yeah. city for her. And he takes the moose, and she had that in the giveaway box and everything, and it's just like, ah... Oh. Uh, especially yeah, the line when she says something like "I'm sorry, honey. I know it's hard," and he's like, "Nah, it's easy." And he goes over to her, and it's just like, mm. <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." This this movie
0: like legitimately makes me uh like emotional towards the end of it, yeah. just because it's it's very it's very sweet their their relationship.
1: Yeah, it's just like oh, Jesus. Um, also, I just wanted to point out like we talked about the Sony stuff. I totally forgot. There's AMW, there's the Waffle House, there's like all these other uh, brands. They specifically mention uh, Instagram, specifically mention YouTube, specifically mention something else.
0: Uh, Uh, At one point, they have just straight up logos for like uh, Reddit and like Snapchat, like all kinds of apps. You know that like it's all they, they don't even bother to make obvious like the only one company that they have because you know how like pal in the movie is basically (laughs) like a conglomerate between what would you say like google microsoft and apple basically all merge into one pretty much yeah yeah they're Uh, the only companies that aren't just straight up put on front street it's really it's really uh, kind of it's it's almost like off-putting at first you're like oh shit that's the reddit logo (laughs) you know they're not holding back you know they're they're not making like (laughs) caricatures of it you know they're just straight up fucking showing you the apps that they
1: it's funny how uh, the uh, the most litigious companies are the ones that don't get specifically mentioned. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to send you a screen grab
0: okay. of
1: what I when you were talking. The reason I was laughing is I'm scrolling through the IMDb stuff, and I just got to the giant Furby bursting through the wall for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's oh, so it's good. It's fucking genius. Uh, i just gonna capture the window. If I I have two monitors, if I just hit print screen. Bad for you. I okay, how they have
0: when they're talking about how like perfect the neighbor family is, and like even their dog is better than ours, and <laughs> the dog is
1: just like a fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger dog. <laughs> it's all muscly. Yeah, you have inspired me to follow you on Instagram. You weren't already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: you can't. You cannot. You just have to watch it. Nothing can do this movie justice. You just got to watch it. I think uh I'm trying to think. I I think I it, anything else? Yeah, I think I'm about, I have about. I I had a feeling this was gonna be kind of a shorter episode, just because the fucking movie is so lean. You know, it's just there's nothing real. I I and I know lot like, you talked about how like your one kind of complaint
1: with it was it kind of going a little bit too overboard with it, like the, the way you said of, it is a really good way to say it. I feel like it gets a little preachy about yeah. technology at times. Um, it does not detract my fun in this movie at all. Uh, it's just, you know, after a while, I'm like, okay, come on, guys. Yeah,
0: I I, I would be more problematic with it if I didn't totally agree with him. <laughs> so it doesn't really bother me. So I I don't really have any. I know Bobby always likes to have us talk about like what we would improve with the movie. Uh, there's I got nothing. I, I it all just pretty much works for me. Yeah. So it's it's kind of I had a feeling it's gonna be a shorter episode you know it's because like there's not really much to critique it's just fucking good I and now I want to make this the uh,
1: this <laughs> image you put of the giant Kirby. Is almost
0: it's almost worthy of being in the Twitter banner but I don't think I can physically remove Nick Cage plunging <laughs> the gorilla. fucking Five Nights at Freddy's gor- uh, gorilla I, I don't, watch I don't that think movie I can again. Again. I don't think I can bring it
1: I I I don't think I can bring that down dude it's it's just sublime. <laughs> No, um, what this movie makes me think of, it's got, as far as the family stuff goes, the same messaging, same tone, same kind of concept, same disconnect with the dad, trying to find a way to connect and everything, Um, uh, and a little bit of the animation style, too, to be honest. Uh, I Do the Chance of Meatballs is in the top of my list for us to cover. I could yeah, I could totally see that comparison point because I fucking love that movie. When I was running uh, an IMAX screen, uh, I think I sat at the window and watched that movie every single time I ran it, up until our coworker destroyed it by throwing it.
0: But RIP. Wasn't that also uh, coincidentally? Wasn't that Lord Miller who produced this? Yeah, a a little bit. so you can kind of see like what drew them to. Yeah, you could kind of see what drew them to this project and. It's that type of energy because their their, their stuff is, is similar in that kind of, you know, well observed. You're not really taking a second to let you have a moment to really absorb the joke before another one has taken its place. You know, they just don't really have any any waste of time. Yeah, I, I think of, I think the same with um, cloudy. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk uh, about with Mitchell's versus the machines? I know we talked about how it's like a short episode. It's like an hour. That was originally going to be like the goal, but now we've had like four hour fucking epics. So now yeah. it's just like, we only talk for an hour. It feels like it was like, you know, just a quick little
1: teaser episode. Yeah, no, uh, I don't think I have anything else that I really wanted to say. I think I pretty much covered everything. Yeah, uh, same. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. It's literally just sitting there. Yeah. And if you've already got Netflix, it costs you nothing and it's totally exactly. worth your time. So good. I never noticed the- this. Um, uh, One of the notebook drawings that she does of, like, them saving the world and the earth is like, thanks, Mitchells. The bottom left corner is a dinosaur that says, am I still extinct?
0: I never noticed that. Yeah,
1: I bet you could. If you freeze frame. (laughs) Oh, I don't even want to know how many. The camcorder says Sony on it. God damn it, Sony. (laughs) Fucking Sony. Oh. No, every Yelp review literally says, do not eat here. What, are we going to let an app tell us where to eat? This is totally <laughs> this, unrelated. This is totally, totally unrelated. Totally unre- uh, unrelated. <laughs> oh, my God. No, here's your Twitter banner. Uh, I'm going to send you this, uh, too, because this is, here it is. This is almost worthy. There's a tall order. It's
0: close. <laughs> it's close. The giant I do Furby getting ready
1: to unleash his atomic
0: breath. The only thing I might love better than Nick Cage versus Murder Metronics is Lovecraftian love and Furbies, so uh-huh. you have a point.
1: Um, I love... Um, God damn it, what was that? I just lost my train of thought. Back here. Oh, this is what it was. The big, heartfelt family and love speech that Katie gives that has to happen in every one of these type movies like it's apparently contractually obligated and when it cuts to pal the phone is literally in sleep mode <laughs> it's sleep mode that's so The uh, they, they
0: have you know like this really really wonderful music going on too when yeah. she's having the speech and then it just hard cuts to no music and then just sleep mode it's just like damn
1: and you know it's almost a trope at this point because how many movies do they do that and it cuts to a person asleep or bored or distracted and wasn't listening but it works so much better because it's a phone and it's literally in sleep mode the screen is blank and it just says sleep mode oh that's so boring yeah Dude, and, and Olivia they're, they're Coleman, it cannot be understated just how much she adds to this movie oh she's great I, I like that at the end when she I just wish falls to flop directly around in- <laughs>
0: <laughs> when she falls just directly into the cup of water and they have just like a second. Yeah. And and then she just starts freaking out before
1: uh dying. No, it's no, so not good. the water. I love the big buildup to Manji's eyes finally looking forward. And he jumps up and it just bounces off of him into the cup of water. <laughs> god, I love that dog. Oh my god.
0: Any any single gift or just still image of Manchi. I, I just want as my profile picture on everything. It's funny you should say that. T- discourse. Oh god, <laughs> he's so adorable. <laughs> I love him. I also like the uh, the images too, where it shows what's the what's the son's name? Is it Aaron? I think so. Yeah. When he when he when he is carrying around Manchi and Manchi just looks like a
1: puddle. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, Aaron. Um, dude. Uh, I forgot all about you. You said you've never flown, right? I have not. No joke. That safety video of the robot and it's got the ascot and it's got the little wings like a uh. They're not stewards and stewardess now. They are um, flight attendant. Flight attendants. Um, that every airplane I've ever been on. They used to do that in person, but now it's this uh, screen that folds down in front of you and the Mm -hmm. safety video plays. It is identical to that video that they made. It could not be more identical. Uh, Yeah, this this movie is so
0: good. Everything that they're, like, it's so good about its references. Everything is just all in the fucking money, dude.
1: (laughs) No, you do not enjoy that kind of fun, trust me. No, I do. Everybody says that about me. (laughs) (laughs) The idiot This is like, I enjoy fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and in the safety video, that we'll create a better world without humans, and it cuts to the artist's conception. It's just toasters free-roaming in a field of flowers. <laughs>
0: that's fucking fantastic.
1: Okay, this has devolved into just describing the movie scene I, by scene. I, and that's the thing is, you know, you're gonna
0: you've seen this movie dozens of times.
1: Oh yeah at least.
0: Yeah, and, and and you're gonna w- come away from this podcast, thinking of one like specific scene, you just like how did I not remember to mention it and it's just because like just in the last like five minutes, we' talked about like like twelve like really fucking good jokes, you know yeah. it's it's just all over the place, just non stop just fucking great material all the time. It's so good, it's so good, uh,
1: I think that's gonna be I love a the rap, giant though. pole holding up the dinosaur's neck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> topped only by the fucking weird dinosaur picture inside like a painting <laughs> they should have
1: feathers <laughs> where's the manager i need to speak to the manager about the dinosaurs they're not realistic at all oh god it's so good man it's so good wow, we gotta go i gotta watch this movie again yeah no kidding
0: uh if you want to follow the show more please follow us on twitter at spr filmcast. Uh Ron, do you want to plug anything?
1: Uh, yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter, YouTube and maybe occasionally Twitch um at RonSenseTV TV on all the things. I think that's... Yeah, I was
0: I was curious what you were going to be plugging since you kind of stepped away from Twitch a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm stepping away from Twitch. I'm transitioning back to um, back to YouTube. I think it's just it's just easier. You know, I got you require such a set schedule for streaming, and I, I'm a stay-at-home dad with two young kids. I don't have a set schedule. Yeah, so, it's a little hectic. Yeah, I, I can sit down one night and bang out a ton of videos and get them all uploaded and then not do anything for a week or two if I have to. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, it just works out better. For me. for Also, everybody quit coming to my Twitch channel, so... <laughs> it was just me it was real sad for like a like a full month it was just me by myself talking as if i had a room full of people so i was like like, apparently apparently the world has made this decision for me (laughs) um yeah Uh,
0: yeah hey you know what it works better for your schedule anyway so here you go bud what's our movie gonna be yeah, I was just gonna say uh we didn't have any questions at the beginning of this show, but if you have any prompts, uh we'll pretty much talk about anything. I mean you've fucking heard if you've gone this far, you know we'll talk about fucking anything. But um <laughs> we've proven if that. you have any any you know like thoughts on a movie we've covered, any movie you'd like us to cover, just any general prompts you'd like to throw in, you can email us screenplay rewind at gmail.com. Uh or you can, you know, hit us up with the tweet uh, at SPR Filmcast. I was thinking about actually I don't know what your thoughts on this uh, would be, but throw up maybe like once or twice a month, just like a a Q&A type prompt on Twitter. You know, just any questions anyone following us on Twitter might have, they could uh, throw in there as well. It does not hurt to ask. See what people uh, want to have answered on the show. But yeah, uh, our next film, since Ron had picked Mitchells versus the Machines, I was just coincidentally talking to Ron about this last night about how I've been agonizing over what to pick next. I think I have my next like two or three movies picked out. Just didn't know which order I wanted to do them in. But I think I have settled on the next movie. And the next movie we are going to watch, drum roll please, is Book of Eli.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And I figured you'd be happy about this because I've been looking for an, any excuse to rewatch that movie for a long time. And I was just like, it's, it's time. We got to watch Anyone it. Anyone
1: listening to this. Please watch the movie before listening to our episode. Yes, please, absolutely. Because there absolutely. is a thing that we are going to be talking about and spoiling that you feel stupid the second time you watch the movie. Ex- that, yeah, it, it's you feel painfully dumb. Yeah, that, that you, you didn't, didn't notice. Yeah. It's done so well. There's no way we can't talk about it. And if you know going into the movie what that thing is, it loses all effect but it's still a great movie it's still a i great still movie. like
0: i still love when I rewatch even even knowing it but uh one it's one of available my favorite
1: sh- denzel performances and one of my all-time favorite gary oldman performances in one movie fuck yeah dude also a movie. uh there's a character everybody knows and loves that is a cannibal there you go yeah that's all you need that's mm-hmm. all you need yep that was a shocking uh, revelation for chris
0: it's available for streaming on hbo Uh, Max, it's also on uh, the Roku channel for all eight people that have the Roku channel, (laughs) I guess. If you have a Roku, you
1: you have the Roku channel.
0: Okay. It's free and ad-driven. All of Batman 66 is on there, too, by the way. Gotcha. I do not have a Roku, so I did not know that was on the thing. But yeah, there you have it. Book of Eli also, fucking 12 years old now. Did you know that? Oh, my God. God, I'm old. Uh, Avengers is going to be 10
1: years old this year. Let's not talk about that. (laughs) Oh, uh, real, real quick, snuck. I did think of one thing that was in my notes I wanted to say for this movie. Um okay. Bravo for this movie being the first animated film I can think of, at least in recent memory, that just quietly mentions that a um the same-sex relationship at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the sooner that we can normalize that, the better. Because that is a thing that people do because people are people. It, need, Exa- it yeah. needs to be talked about. That. It needs to be normalized. And it's just a subtle thing at the end of the movie that if you're not paying hundred percent attention, you don't even hear it. And that's all yeah. it
0: should be. It's yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, it, it's Cause it's so done. subtle. Like you said, you, you can almost just, it almost can go over your head. If you're not really paying attention to the dialogue, you yeah. know, and it's
1: just, it's the, just there. And it, it's really cool. The first time I heard that I was like, bravo. Well yeah. done. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, yeah. That was, the, that was the only thing I wanted to commend the movie for uh, before we signed off. I totally forgot. Yeah. Agreed. 1000%. Love it.
0: Yeah. But yeah, uh, man, 80, 80 excuse. This is also like just one of those. If you're having a bad day, this would be a great movie. Just to instantly pick you up because it, it's so absolutely it, it's, it's so, you know, fast paced. There's a lot of heart to it. You can't tell, but just kind of get, see you know, this was my second time watching it. I think I liked it even more the second time. Now that I kind of, like, knew what I was getting into. Because, like I said, the first, like, 10 to 15 minutes that I first watched it... Like, what the I fuck could tell, am I watching? I, I could tell it was it was good just because of how, you know, like, good the writing was. Well, the fact that shit is happening all over were. the
1: screen the entire time and it doesn't annoy you. Yeah, it's like animation vomit. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's
0: not... You really think you can make a living
1: of... doing this?
0: <laughs> at, at At first, it's, like, you know, very distracting almost but then you just kind of get into a groove with the movie and then it kind of yeah, it no, fades uh, in the background for me
1: every time I watch this movie I like it better because uh, I get more and more used to seeing everything that's on the screen so I get I get more from this movie like I noticed something I didn't notice before because this movie throws so much at you mm-hmm. um, every time I've watched it it's gotten better
0: yeah it, it definitely did for me on the second visit uh, the revisit so I totally get it uh, but I think that's going to be a wrap for our show uh again thank you anyone who's listening this far we appreciate you what, what episode is this going to be we're coming up episode 50 here pretty soon the next few episodes is like what this is gonna be 42 so we're getting we're getting there yeah we're gonna have to do something special for episode 50 i think it's kind of commemorate mm, it maybe a commentary that we've been talking about yeah maybe one of those magical commentaries let's, let's just do episode 50 12 hours all Lord of the Rings in editions. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Could you imagine uploading a 12-hour podcast to Anchor and be like, uh, Could, "Just get an email, like, excuse me, sir."
1: <laughs> Could you imagine how drunk we would be by the end of that? Oh man, 12 hours of hard <laughs> drinking. Oh, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned um, Anchor specifically though, because that is who we host through. You just reminded me of this. Ratings and reviews. I think you mentioned earlier. I just heard through another podcast that Spotify, who owns Anchor, um, mm-hmm. they now have a rating system. They don't do reviews yet, but they do have a rating system. that You can give us um, hopefully five stars, but I know it'll be one. But I respect their opinion because they uh, are accurate. Yeah, any, anywhere that you can give us a rating and or review helps us get into the algorithm. That gets us more people listening to us. It gets us uh, suggested to more people. So, yeah, uh, in, and Spotify in. now. If you listen to us on Spotify, only on the mobile app. If you listen on your computer, you do not have that capability on the computer. But through the mobile app, you can leave a rating, and uh, that is a huge, huge help to us. Yeah, and and also, uh, pretty much podcasts,
0: uh, podcasts anytime uh, these days can grow is through word of mouth, especially. So if you just have a friend that you think might also like the show, please share it out. We'd really appreciate it. and uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a wrap it's weird only having an hour and 11 minute episode if we keep trying to wrap it up though we'll eventually get there (laughs) we'll eventually (laughs) get. we've been wrapping it up for 10 minutes (laughs) yeah one more thing (laughs) have a good night everybody all right i'm back sorry about that
1: oh dude it's so good to the great darkness, I return. That's what it is. I knew it was something. <laughs> 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 Next time we're playing PUBG and I die. <laughs> I wish I could say that in the old chat. To the great <laughs> darkness, I return. I will avenge
0: my fallen children.